welcome everyone to another episode of Check the Text. Welcome back. I'm glad you guys can join us today here as we discuss um, some ideas for ministry as we check the text in scripture to make sure we are aligned and able to go out and do ministry according to God's word. So this is Mario Alvarado, and I hope that you guys um, can find a lot of value in this. Uh, we said that one of the things we're going to be doing here in Check the Text is brainstorming ideas and kind of just, you know, hoping that um, it would spring out other ideas. As you listen to this, as you kind of digest it, hopefully it'll help you um, maybe put it into practice. Speak it with your other leaders from your church. If you are a leader, maybe you can implement it, talk it out with your team. And, you know, just maybe other ideas, like I said, will come out of this. So hopefully you get a value out of this. Remember to um, share and like so other people can get this. And, and hopefully we get ministry going as we know that Jesus is coming soon. And this is going to be helpful for everyone. At the same time, remember to comment. Let us know if you have any other ideas. Um... If you have any questions, just brainstorming. We'll, I'd love to hear from you guys. Also, comment in the section below if you're watching video. If you're just listening on the podcast, also, you know, maybe head on to YouTube and, and check us out there and write a comment. If not, you know, as we said, hopefully you get value from this period. Let's go right into today's uh, subject. We're going to be talking about real quickly an idea um, based on an article by uh, Joseph Kidder. Uh Dr. Joseph Kidder, to be to be more precise, um, talking about innovative evangelism. That's what we're going to be talking about. Innovative evangelism. Now, we hear this said all the time, right? You know, we hear people saying, well, back in the day, evangelistic series used to last a month. And now people don't even want to come in a week. And, you know, people don't want to hear the word of God, but we have to insist. And while we agree with this... I, I do agree that we do have to insist, right? But, the you know, times change. And I know people hate hearing that because, they say, well, God's words never change. Well, just because times change doesn't mean that God's words change. There's, there's, very, there's a huge difference between that. And Joseph Kidder wrote an article in the Ministry Magazine, uh, December 2017, about innovative evangelism. And right there, he reminds us that, you know, back in the day, we would give evangelistic series that were based on facts. In other words, people would come to your church, right? They would sit in for like an hour, maybe two hours. I don't know, depending on, on the pastor. And they would just hear facts about Sabbath, facts about dates in the Bible, about prophecies and specific events and specific things in the right order, right? I don't know if you guys remember, but I, I remember that there was some... Um, some little pamphlets also that you had to fill out and there was a whole bunch of beasts and you had the Bible verse and then you had to write in whatever it was during like a week and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it, it was about facts. And what we're suggesting or what Joseph Kidder here is suggesting to us when it comes to innovative evangelism, it's not to set the facts away. It's not to put away the principles, but to actually find the way so that those principles can be lived out and better communicated according to the times that we're living in. In this article, he he reminds us that we live in a world where feelings are actually put a little bit, in, not a little bit, feelings are put in first place, right? First comes feelings, then comes the facts, and a lot of times the facts are even ignored. That's That's just the type of world we live in. But what if we can do evangelism? What if we can spread the message of Jesus in a way that includes both, right? 
in a way that the order, and he talks about paradigms and just switching paradigms, right? A paradigm is a model. And our model of evangelism usually is come to my building and I'll give you the facts about the Sabbath, about spirit of prophecy. I'll give you the facts about the second coming. What if we switch that model? What if we have a new paradigm where we live out our experience and we make the audience or we make other people or non-believers part of that experience as we live it out? Dr. Joseph Kidder reminds us that the best way to, one of the best ways to do that, if not the best way to do that, is through relationships. When we establish relationships, we can live out what we believe at the same time as we talk, as we establish that relationship with people that don't know Jesus, don't know why we do the things we do. And instead of just hitting them with the facts, maybe first we approach them with the relationship. Now, this is super important because we know that that Jesus did this, right? Jesus had amazing relationships with his disciples. He had amazing relationships with other friends like Lazarus, like Mary, like Martha. Um, he would just relate with people. And one of the things that comes to mind is John chapter 21. And when we look at verse 12, this is after Jesus has resurrected, right? Um, and he calls the disciples and John, I mean, Peter jumps in the water, swims. And when he gets there, he sees that there's like a little fireplace, there's bread. And in verse um, 12, Jesus basically said to them, come and have breakfast, come and have breakfast. And we see this idea of relationship over and over. And one of the best ways that back in the day you would establish relationships is through conversation, is through knowing each other. One of the ways that you would do that would be at the table, at the dinner table, would be sitting down and sharing a meal together. Now, I know we've heard this so many times, but it's amazing how we don't use it a lot. And, and I'm not talking about necessarily about potluck, because when we talk about potluck, we're talking about, you know, sharing a meal, which is good. We need to share meals with our church. We need to have our community and fellowship. But what if we invited non-believers to be part of that? And what if that was evangelism instead of hitting them with the facts? We see in Revelation chapter 3 where Jesus tells the church that he wants to come in. He wants to um, have sit at the table and eat with whoever listens to him and opens the door. He wants to have a relationship. We see him going over to Mary's, uh, Martha's house and, and just being there, eating and, 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 and establishing and nurturing relationships. Let, let's give a quick example here. So, so, so he talked to uh, Doctor in, in the article. By the way, I'm linking the article in the description below. You can you can have that, and if you're listening to the podcast, you'll see it also in the description. But in the article, it talks about, for example, the Sabbath, and and this kind of ex, ex, my mind expanded a little bit around this. Usually, what we would do for a Sabbath evangelistic series is we would promote it. We would put you know those pamphlets. We say, what is the day that God chose? Um, or am I obedient to the day that God has chosen? You know, we use themes like that or, or titles like that. Then we go out and go door to door knocking until people come to a Bible study. And when they show up, we open up all the best verses, right? Genesis 1, uh, Genesis 2, sorry. Um, the first verses. We open up Exodus chapter 20. We open up Deuteronomy, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 5. We would give those you know, text of spirit of prophecy that talk about the Sabbath here and there, the Revelation chapter 14, 
uh, verses 6 and on, etc. But what if instead of just giving them the facts right away, I'm not saying ignoring them, but instead of giving them right away, we start establishing relationships so that they can see how and why we keep the Sabbath. So, for example, maybe, and this is something that, you know, I'm a pitch to, to our church. We're going to talk about it with our elders, see what happens. But what if we go out to our community, instead of giving out those pamphlets, what is the day of the Lord or whatever, you know, which is not necessarily bad, but people aren't going to go for that anymore. They just don't. What if instead we do Sabbath with them? And instead of maybe once a month, we establish where we won't have Sabbath school, but we'll have a breakfast. The church will host a breakfast for the whole community. Now, obviously, this depends on the size of your church, but I think it's it's possible. And this is just me brainstorming. This is what this is about, right? What if we just do a breakfast? We host a breakfast for the community. They come, and then they can see why we keep the Sabbath, how we keep the Sabbath, and the importance of the Sabbath, which means that we we believe that it's good for the family. We live out that we acknowledge God as part of it. We acknowledge the fellowship that there is within the Christian community. And people can be part of that. And eventually they can start asking about the facts and we can share with them why we do what we're doing. Now, I just want to finish off this video by saying it's important to establish systems instead of events. Now, it's, it's cool to do this maybe once a year, once every two years. You make and you plan the event, but then that's it. And one of the issues with a lot of churches is that we're very event-oriented instead of system-oriented. And the advantage of establishing systems is that you have a key element that is called consistency. And consistency is so important for relationships. When you do events, they're good. They're a good starting point. But a lot of times, since they're just an event, they're also the ending point. They become the end, right? We work so hard for an event. It's over. We barely do follow-up. We don't. Sometimes we don't even establish a follow-up plan. But if we establish a system where we say, hey, you know what? Every month, we're going to develop this. Every month, we're going to host a breakfast. A good breakfast, by the way, right? Don't, don't do some cheap pancakes or something like that. We're going to host a good breakfast for our community. And at that breakfast, we're going to have this element. We're going to have this element and this element. And we're going to be consistent with it. To open up opportunity to establish meaningful relationships and to open up opportunities for people to see how we live out our doctrines, how we live out our beliefs that come together in Jesus Christ. And so eventually they can start becoming more curious about it. And of course, we have to leave that amazing part to the Holy Spirit who works in each heart, right? And we were kind of just there literally testifying, living out our testimony. But it's important that we make that difference between events and systems. Systems will give you the opportunity to establish relationships. Events will miss out on that opportunity and sometimes just become the the end instead of the means for something. Anyway, what do you guys think about this? Uh, there's other things. Maybe you already have like a food bank going on and that's also, you know, cool. That's another way of establishing relationships. But there's just something about sitting down at the table 
being able to share experiences, being able to share with people. Sometimes people say like, why are you guys doing this? And it's a lot, it will have a better, we'll have a better outcome. We haven't tried it, I have to be honest. We're gonna try, we'll see what happens. But it'll have a better outcome than going to someone's door and giving them a pamphlet about a seminar based on Bible verses. It's probably gonna be better if you, you know, give them a pamphlet where you say, hey, we're hosting dinner here for our community, right? And we're gonna do it on Saturdays, we're gonna do it once a month. And it's important to do it in, in, in a consistent way because maybe you're not gonna get everyone coming right away, but at least you'll have a system in place where people can maybe start coming little by little and since you're consistent, you'll be opening up those doors and opportunities to establish meaningful and profound relationships. Anyways, guys, thank you again. Um, remember to like, remember to share if this is, if, you know, so other people can have it. Comment if you have any other ideas that we can also share so other people can start establishing in their ministries at the local church. Hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week and a great weekend. We'll catch you guys later. Peace.